0: you have been patient, but our patience is wearing thin, and your refusal has cost all of us. People who are incubators for every variant to come, walking around lawfully unvaccinated? That's psychotic.
1: It's insane that you're not in prison, Jim Cramer.
2: For the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death. For yourselves, your families, and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm.
0: I'm still here, bitch. About this, in a world of threats and tyrants and terror, you know what our biggest enemy is in America? Our fellow Americans. Was they are the one, just you ones that are propagating this outbreak. Being frustrated
1: that there is still a percentage of the population are, who are not vaccinated, I wish that he would go further
0: to restrict mm. the activities of the unvaccinated. Vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who. Gobbled horse goo? Rest in peace, Wheezy. You did blackface. 25% can cause a lot of damage, and they are. If you're willing to walk among us unvaccinated, you are an enemy. (laughs) Well, you know, it's my rights. OK, but I don't care. Pandemic (laughs) of the unvaccinated. Look, the only pandemic we have is among the unvaccinated. And, that's, and, they're, and
2: they're killing people. Oh. Freedom not to follow the facts, even if your freedom
0: kills people. <laughs> what kind of freedom is that? What kind of freedom do they really want? We have a pandemic because of the unvaccinated and they're selling enormous confusion. The unvaccinated overcrowd our hospitals, or overrunning emergency rooms and intensive care units, leaving no room for someone with a heart attack or pancreatitis, or cancer.
3: Shouldn't they have to pay more into the system because they are collapsing our health system? They're the ones in the ERs.
0: Why vaccination universally? Have the military run it. If you don't want to get vaccinated, you better be ready to prove your conscientious objector status in court. Almost like it's going to be two Americas. My goodness.
1: I wanted to start us off with that because I'm back. YouTube suspended me for a week for spreading uh, dangerous conspiracy theories. I just wanted to point out that all of those people, all of them, all of those clips still exist on YouTube to this day. All of them were mis- or disinformation. All of them were dangerous conspiracy theories, in fact, that divided the entire nation against itself. But I'm the conspiracy theorist for pointing that out, right? For pointing out the truth that all of those people are evil and deranged and full of shit to their cores. But I get a seven-day seven, seven day suspension because James Lindsay tells a little bit too much truth. That's how it goes, huh? Fun times. Fun times. Just wanted to say, we were right. You were wrong. You're full of shit. We're right. Eat it. Eat it. How's it feel? <laughs> Oh my god. I just uh yeah. Hi, I'm back. By the way, you're probably watching this right after I was on Timcast IRL. Welcome aboard to the new team. Uh I it's I'm going to release this within an hour of my episode on Timcast IRL ending so that people that are trying to see what I'm about can come over and check me out. Uh I'm going to be a little bit more profane over here than I was on IRL just because I respect him and I don't want him to get suspended, but uh, I don't really give a shit because I'm financially free and I'm going to tell the truth and I'm going to speak freely. Thank you guys for subscribing. Thank you guys for leaving a comment. Thank you for leaving a like and thank you for sharing it with your friends and family as we try desperately to spread the truth and to wake people up and to let them know that they're not insane for asking these questions. In fact, they're the only sane people left on earth. They're the only ones. We're not crazy. I know I sound crazy because I'm pretty hyped about being back, but uh, yeah, we're not the crazy ones, actually. We're the people that are trying desperately to keep the fabric of civilization together. That's what we're trying to do. Let's get into the show, huh? Welcome
0: to Liberty Lockdown. Please stand your code. Your Liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold. Where did it come from,
1: and where did it go? I don't think anyone has suffered. A worse fall from grace, if you assume he was ever even at that status, which I have my own questions about. I think he was kind of a lunatic forever, at least if you're existing in the Middle East. But Sam Harris, my God, man, you you are you are deep down the down the
2: path to crazy brother. Let's check him out. Take it back to COVID for a second. In one way, I and mean, we got very lucky that COVID wasn't worse than it was right? You know, it could have been much, much worse. could have been 10 times as deadly or, or, you know, 50 times as deadly. And we we would have, we would have lived through, or many of us wouldn't have lived through something truly awful. But um, Mm. had COVID been worse, you know, uh, just enough worse to really get our attention, to really be undeniable, we would have had a different political conversation around it there wouldn't there wouldn't have been the same kind of vaccine skepticism brett weinstein would not have been releasing 80 straight podcasts on the dangers of the vaccine if a few variables were changed i mean just just take that leave covid exactly as it is but just make it preferentially dangerous children rather than to old people see here's the thing sam it wasn't. <laughs>
1: it fucking wasn't. What are you doing? Why are you throwing hypotheticals out here? Yes, if it had been the bubonic plague, and yes, if it had you know, struck at children as opposed to the elderly, I probably wouldn't have been so hesitant to seek whatever remedy to protect myself, my family, my loved ones. But that's not what it was. So what is the point of this hypothetical? I'm sure he's going to get to that eventually. I'm sure he's going to make a cogent point at some point
2: right you just flip that mm-hmm. around the, the the variable of age if kids were dying by the hundreds of thousands from from covid at a rate of whatever it was you know 1% say they weren't um mm-hmm. but if it was pretty much all kids we we would have had a very different experience of course right and right. and the patients that there would have been no fucking patience for vaccine skepticism mm-hmm. right and we everyone would have recognized that this is not my body my choice this is
1: it's it's incredible the level of disdain he still has for the quote unquote vaccine skeptics can you can you just reflect for a second on who was right and who was wrong no we cannot still just filled with rage that not everyone simply acquiesced to his demands to mask eternally and put whatever the government decided into our bodies. Just furious about it.
2: You're not going to kill my kids with your with your ignorance, right? Were they ignorant? Were they?
1: Oh my god, this makes me so mad.
2: And uh, you change one other variable. What if the vaccines actually really did block transmission? <laughs>
1: Maybe we would have been more on board there, Sammy boy. Yeah. Let's just change one other variable. Let's make it totally lethal towards children. And then let's make it work. Yeah. That would have changed things a lot, Sam. Oh my God. Such a fucking pseudo-intellectual jackass.
2: Much better than they in fact did. right? And There was a moment Hmm. where it was only rational to expect them to block transmission. Turns out they don't do not do it nearly as much as we would hope. <laughs> <laughs> there was a point when it was only rational.
1: Why? If it weren't the case, then it wasn't rational to believe it at the time. Oh, it was only rational to believe that. Why? Because the FDA said so? CDC? Fauci? Or do you mean the multi-billion dollar global conglomerates that told us that it was effective? Which of those people are so highly reputable I had to set aside any skepticism and just assume they were telling me the truth? I would love to know which. Is it is it an amalgamation of all of those that I listed? When you combine a bunch of lying, deceitful scumbags into one boltron like being, am I supposed to believe them blindly? Because I still don't. No, I do not. Because I think for myself, regardless of your appeal to authority nonsense, that it was only rational to believe the wrong thing at some point
2: genius at this point uh they just shortened the window by, by which you know during which transmission is possible uh, uh if they're even doing that now i don't know <laughs> but um let's say the vaccines really did block transmission but then nothing else was you know all of the other Michigas about how you know untested they are and how dangerous they yet might be and the spike protein and blah 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 Leave all that in place. Just give me a little more transmission blockage and give me kids being preferentially killed or, or injured by yeah, this right. this disease. The, it, the, the obscenity of much of, what, uh, was said, much of what was said about COVID at the time at which it was said, you know, the the, the, the conspiracy thinking, the platforming of people who were obviously unwell and unbalanced,
1: This is jaw-dropping because I can't think of someone over the past three years who hasn't proven themselves more definitively to be unwell. And I am being so kind. I'm being so kind to simply describe you, Mr. Harris, as unwell. You have a bunch of counterfactual. You have all of this information that proves definitively your presuppositions were wrong from jump. And the people who actually got it right, you describe as deranged, unwell, conspiracy theorists. They were all correct, which makes them not wrong, which makes them not unwell. Is this is this math hard to figure out? We got it right. You got it wrong.
2: Fucking deal with it professionally and mentally, around vaccines uh, and their skepticism, the patience for that would have been non-existent, right? And so we, so in some sense, we got unlucky.
1: Yeah, yeah, because because the patience was very high for people in my camp, all of which have been deplatformed from everywhere. Only, fortunately, by the grace of Elon Musk God, that many of them are now allowed back on Twitter. Most of them are still been obliterated from YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and everywhere else. All at the behest, as we now know, of the FBI and the CDC and HHS and a bunch of other governmental institutions, all of which a overt violation of the First Amendment. Do you care? No, you don't. You're only upset with the people that got it right when you were wrong. It's so incredible the narcissism that it requires to say if all of these things were different well i'm just saying i mean just give me these two things it works and it 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 actually is really lethal towards children i'm not going to give you those two things because they're false oh why is this complicated it's this is so confusing
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, at how benign this was, and how mysterious it it could yet seem, because yeah, you could you could run the argument. Well, did he die from COVID or with COVID? He was eighty years old, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. We, you know, that was the situation we were in. I'm saying that there 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 are changes in the real world that could have happened and could yet happen that would be would have been immensely clarifying. Right. And Mm -hmm. there just would have been no there would have been no less is the just I'm just asking questions routine would have not gotten anyone anywhere worth going. Right. And that's um... what the fuck are you talking about? Asking questions is the basis of science.
1: That's what we're supposed to do. But since our scientific class has been so bought and paid for, it now requires former mortgage brokers to do the thinking for you. To do the critical analysis, to ask these questions when we're not allowed to, when you try and criminalize it practically. And yet, we're the bad guys. This is, this is such a reaching, desperate attempt to justify being dead wrong about the most important thing in our lives, in our lifetimes. That's what he was. That's what you were, Sam. Come to terms with it. Only then can you be set free,
2: friend. Um, I think there are, so, you know, to, part of what we're talking about here is, you know, with respect to Trump and with respect to COVID are just contingent facts of these, you know, unique situations, which had they been a little bit different, um, we, would, we wouldn't we would have fragmented in the same way, right? You dial up the, you dial. We We literally fragmented because of people like you, brother. You,
1: you're responsible for the fragmentation of civilization right now. None of the people that that were hesitant, that were skeptical, wanted any mistreatment towards you. You only wanted mistreatment towards us. How quickly we forget that the people that you consider your arch nemesis, your enemies, wanted nothing but good for you. But you wanted pain and misery and everything else for us. And just by our own goodwill, most of us are willing to move on. But only, only if you can acknowledge that the reason that we were divided, the reason that there was so much antagonism, the reason that we were fragmented, as you say, is because of you, because of people like you that thought that you knew better and you had a right to use state violence, state violence to force our hands, to force us to acquiesce to your obscene, your obscenities, your demands. That's why we're fragmenting. You and the people like you that can't reflect on how deeply fucking wrong you
2: were. I love the risk of COVID, you know, or if, if COVID just had been, you know, just made you physically ugly, right? Like if, like if, if COVID was monkeypox, right? And you had pustules cool. on your face, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Um, that's, that's different than the hypothetical experience we all had of, you yeah. know, do I, is it a cold? Is it a flu? Is it COVID? Who knows? Yeah. You know, mm. like we just, I'm not saying I wish for those things because those are pictures of, of, of a worse, you know, worse suffering for people. But had those things been in place, um, I just don't think we would have witnessed the same kind of shattering of our society around this particular variable. Yeah. And That's such a, it's such
1: a bizarre, I I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just such a bizarre stretch to try and say, well, if this thing had been as bad as my hypochondriac ass had thought it was at the time, that everyone would have acquiesced to my absurd demands and there wouldn't have been so much pushback. And then ultimately I would be still respected in the uh, intellectual dark web or whatever, because I would have not been egregiously wrong because I would have not advocated for crimes against humanity for three years straight, continuing on to this very day. In fact, man, it's so sad to see people that can't just deal with their incorrectness. Cause that's really all this is at this point. He knows he was wrong. He knows, but he can't let that go. He can't just say, yeah, if I thought, like if he were to just say, I thought that it may have been all of these things that I'm now giving you as like, well, just give me that, just hypothetical me this so that I don't look to be as deranged as I was for over three years. Just say, I thought it was worse than it was. And I thought the remedies were more efficacious than they were. And I'm sorry. That's it, man. That's it. That's all we're looking for.
2: It's so easy and you can't do it. Just sad. And um, again, so I, I pivot back to the possibility that if we could get a more normal Republican candidate who was not a, you know, not at the center of a personality cult built on misinformation.
1: Yes, it's Trump's fault that you lost your fucking mind for three years, man. What are you talking about? Why does this have anything to do with him? He was in on it with you. He allowed for the lockdowns too. He put up Fauci and Burks and all these scumbags. He never fired anybody. He took money from Pfizer. He was in, he's on your team to some extent. It's crazy to me that you can still find a way to justify the division that happened in this country is about Trump. No, no, no. It was your derangement towards Trump that made you so crazy that when he said, hey, we don't need to let the cure be worse than the disease, you said, oh, fuck that. We're going to make the cure way worse than the disease because Donald Trump said not to.
2: So childish. Um, hmm. You know, that it, there could be a, a swing back to something more recognizable uh, that doesn't Seem like a social emergency, but I I grant you that I do feel like we are in the presence of a social emergency. Uh, It's Mm. just the question is: could it? Could something other than talking about it be the process by which we overcome it?
1: Mm. My God, man!
2: Look, Sam,
1: brother, we're not going to get past this, or through it, or over it or around it until people like you acknowledge your mistakes, man. It's so simple. It doesn't take a lot. You can go through and look at your, look at your interview, go watch your interviews from, you know, mid 2020 or 21 even, or now the one that I just played, watch, watch them back and think to yourself, if I didn't know anything about COVID and I were to now just take my knowledge from this very moment and apply it to watching myself over the past three years, do you think that guy seems crazy or sane? Because you strike me as a relatively smart guy who has lost his fucking mind. I'm being totally honest with you. That's my honest opinion. I think that it goes so deep that your rat... Like, the crazy thing is you, you... in particular, of all people, value and lift up your capacity for rationality. This is why you're not a fan of religious people, because you think they're irrational. And you think you're so rational, and yet you have all of this evidence proving out that for over three years, you were dead wrong. And you can't just weigh it. You can't go, oh, yeah, the people that I hate to this very moment are in fact not my enemies. Because they didn't get it wrong. And all of the caution that they were pleading for turned out to be valid. You should look at them as heroes. That's the weird thing. None of which were like, let's get Sam Harris. They were just like, leave me alone. Could you leave me alone? Because I'm reading some things that tell me you might be wrong. Oh, and it's, January 17th, 2023, and you were wrong. Fancy that. It's so easy, man. It's so easy. Just reflect. Honestly. Did you get it right or wrong? Were your enemies right or wrong? Are we divided because of them or your behavior? It's very obvious. It's very obvious what the answers are to these questions and who owes who an apology who is responsible for the division who if you honestly think it's the people that said i still value my liberty you got you're fucked up you got something really like a screw's way on <laughs> way loose right now so i don't know man i honestly like when i watch his interviews these days i don't think that he's capable of doing what i'm describing I really don't. I don't know how you could be this deep into this, so many years deep, and still be so convinced of your superiority to all of these rubes that got everything right when you were wrong about everything. <laughs> Eat shit. Eat shit, Sam Harris. <laughs> Look, I, and honestly, I would be happy to forgive you if you just apologize, but you won't. And you still have such disdain for us crazy it's crazy i have no animus towards you whatsoever other than the fact that you continue to think that i should have acquiesced and that i am a rube and a conspiracy theorist and an idiot and you're lesser and i'm none of those things let's move on i love these guys no brian and john i know them well i've i've drank with them too many times to count well, not so much John, but Brian for sure. Goodness gracious, that guy going to die of cirrhosis of the liver or what? <laughs> to Liberty is one of the greatest and longest running libertarian anarchist podcast networks in the world. That's not an exaggeration, genuinely. On Monday, John Odermatt delivers a powerful mix of inspiration, health, and faith to set your mind, body, and soul free with finding freedom. And every Wednesday, Brian McWilliams will make you laugh at our broken world while getting extraordinarily drunk. He doesn't say that, but he does continue to say providing the promise of a better future with mean age daydream. And on Friday, he lets you know what he's really all about, including the shows like Mean Wars or Hate Watch or their famous libertarians in living rooms drinking liquor episodes, which ought to just be called (laughs) Brian McWilliams reality TV show if he was on E! Network. Lions of Liberty is the first step towards freedom. Listen today to the Lions of Liberty Network everywhere podcasts are found. Again, that is Lions of Liberty. Don't miss it. This is just news you need to know. Just You, you, you should know about it. And it's from the centerforhealthsecurity.org So it's a legit website here. It's called Catastrophic Contagion. <laughs> uh, the John Hopkins Center for Health Security, in partnership with WHO and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, conducted Catastrophic Contagion a pandemic tabletop exercise at the grand challenges annual meeting in Brussels, Belgium on October 23rd, 2022. That was just four months ago. The extraordinary group of participants consisted of 10 current and former health ministers and senior public health officials from Senegal, Rwanda, Nigeria, Angola, uh, Liberia, Singapore, India, Germany, as well as Bill Gates, co-chair of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. The exercise simulated a series of WHO emergency health advisory board meetings addressing a fictional pandemic set in the near future. Participants grappled with how to respond to an epidemic located in one part of the world that then spread rapidly becoming a pandemic with a higher fatality rate than COVID-19 and disproportionately affecting children of young people. Participants were challenged to make urgent policy decisions with limited information in the face of uncertainty. Each problem and choice had serious health, economic, and social ramifications. So just wanted you guys to be aware that that happened. And the reason I bring it up is because there was also another one of these tabletop exercises that occurred a year prior in, uh, I believe it was 2019. Uh, prior to COVID, and it played out relatively similarly. So, I'm not saying anything. I am not saying anything, actually, because I don't know. Uh, But when they do these exercises, and then shit like that happens shortly thereafter, and it plays out pretty much exactly how the tabletop exercise uh, laid out, and then it also goes terribly, and human liberty is absorbed and demolished in the process, well, I think it's worth asking some questions, isn't it? I think it's worth figuring out what these people have in mind for us and why this continues to happen. Just asking questions here, YouTube. Is that still allowed? Sure hope so. Um, uh, yeah. So I think that you know the fact that they do this type of stuff, it like this is the tough part about it. There's obviously, obviously, a fair rational explanation for why you would have people that are responsible for global health, why you have people that are responsible for global health in the first place, I think is a question we ought to be asking ourselves. But as long as you have those positions in those titles, well, they probably ought to be asking some questions, right? They probably ought to be preparing to do their jobs, right? Yes, of course they should. Uh, problem being that uh, when you, all of your solutions require you make, like what these tabletop exercises are doing is making knee-jerk reactions and dictating via the violence of the state, how us, individual citizens with human rights, are to behave during these hypothetical periods that may be in the future, well, that's a problem to me because I don't think you should have that power at all, actually. So I don't like it when you start to just have these little game plans about how you're gonna strip me of my freedom if there's a new cough I don't like it. I don't want you doing that. Fair. And I certainly don't like the idea of my tax money going to fund this shit and then enslave me. Doesn't make me feel good whatsoever. Now, I'm not saying this one in particular was, but seeing as Fauci and NIH and the CDC give grants to organizations, I don't know if John Hopkins receives them. I would imagine so, given the nature of the research they do. Uh, In some ways, I'm your benefactor. I'm the guy that you're robbing to do this research that ends up enslaving me. It sucks. Please stop. All right, thanks. (laughs) This was easier than I thought. I didn't expect you guys to just sit there quietly and agree with everything I had to say. But, yeah, I appreciate that. Here's more primary source material so I can't be accused of spreading dangerous conspiracy theories because this is in fact from the World Economic Forum's website, right? I'm okay, right? I got, I hope. Says, uh, while the geopolitical chess, oh, by the way, the name of this article is, by the way, January 4th, 2023, from the World Economic Forum's website, says climate action and sustainability, a unique opportunity for global cooperation. It's interesting how Every single thing you talk about is global cooperation and enslavement. Interesting. Uh, While the geopolitical chessboard has never been devoid of conflicts, the Russian invasion of Ukraine in 2022 thrust the world into a new phase of uncertainty, fueling an energy crisis, aggravating inflationary pressures, resulting in food and resource scarcity, and fragmenting an already divided world. A shadow of distrust was cast among superpowers, with many dubbing the aggression as the advent of the Second Cold War, compounding fears that the world is on the brink of an all out global warfare, the likes of which has not been witnessed since 1945. Naturally, this does not bode well for all our collective hope for a peaceful, sustainable future. However, there is an argument that amidst this high degree of disintegration of international unity, the case for driving climate action and promoting holistic, sustainable development has never been stronger. <laughs> There isn't a problem on earth that you motherfuckers don't think requires greening the economy. Not a problem. There's not a single problem. It's incredible. So predictable. Continuing on. It, in fact, holds the key towards facilitating international collaboration and can become a critical lever for harmonizing geopolitical relations. Yeah, sure it will the urgency for climate action. We have all been privy to the adage that the tipping point of climate change is nigh upon us. And recent IPCC reports, warning of the code red for humanity, complemented uh, by the extremely apparent climate disasters increasing in frequency. I love, I love that. Complemented by the, quote, extremely apparent <laughs> climate disasters increasing in frequency. Why are they extremely apparent? Because I don't find them to be. You got a statistic for me? No, you don't. All right, continuing on. Have elevated the urgency of securing a 1.5 degree Celsius future to astronomical levels. It is becoming increasingly evident that any geopolitical crisis will exacerbate the climate crisis and its negative effects further. I don't know why that's evident. Just assertions. The Russia-Ukraine crisis being a prime example, where the resulting energy and food crisis has a greater negative impact on the poorest and most vulnerable, those already at the receiving end of climate disruption. I can't even unpack that. It's so dense with bullshit. Uh, With less than a decade left to achieve the SDGs, that's the Sustainable Development Goals, which James Lindsay talked about on my show. Hopefully I'm still allowed to talk about it, given that they talk about it themselves. I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, the need to step up global cooperation efforts is time-sensitive. The spillovers of non-cooperation. A leading climate scientist, Johan Rockström, conceptualized a framework called Planetary Thresholds, which lists nine boundaries of the Earth's system, the limits of which we should not cross to maintain the planet's resilience. The boundaries of, the, of these thresholds, such as climate change, biosphere integrity, biodiversity, bio. Uh, biogeochemical flows and others must be maintained and transgressing one or more of these thresholds can lead to catastrophic global damage. Nice little handy dandy chart. The framework postulates the extreme interconnectedness of these planetary thresholds, making them highly interdependent on one another's survival. Therefore, any effort towards climate action or sustainable development aimed towards safeguarding these thresholds to avoid cataclysm must be with global cooperation. Anytime you read global cooperation, just go communism. With current levels of geopolitical fragmentation, the resultant non-cooperation will ultimately yield negative results for the world at large. Even if one country drastically reduces its emissions while others, while, while another remains a laggard in this aspect, the positive efforts will be neutralized by those not cooperating towards the climate action or sustainability agenda due to the interconnectedness of our planetary thresholds. So there you have it. Uh, oh, there's a couple more paragraphs, but it, it's basically the same thing. Uh, the, the reason I want to bring it up is because When they talk in this fashion, really what they're getting at, and this is why I I am so concerned about it. Like, if you believe in AGW, anthropogenic global warming, well then, this is the natural conclusion of that line of thinking. Bear with me, I will prove this out. If you believe that carbon emissions are an existential threat to humanity, Well, you have to realize that the developing world, Brazil, China, India, some others, big, big polluters with enormous populations of impoverished people that want to have a better life. Well, they're not gonna be super on board with this stuff now, are they? They're not gonna be doing stupid malinvestment into wind farms because they're trying to fucking eat. (laughs) They're trying to get housing. They're trying to survive. They're trying to have a car. So they're not gonna go along with this stuff. They're not. And the reason I read that piece to you is because the World Economic Forum knows they're not. And what does that mean? If you believe that this is an existential risk, well, then you have to also logically believe that any force brought to bear to remedy it is justified. And that's how they think. And that should send chills down your spine because that ultimately means that they're willing to do whatever it takes. And that would include climate change wars. Say, India, billion people, tremendous amount of pollution. Their people, since we all care so deeply about democracy, in fact, we're willing to risk World War III over it in Ukraine, well, say the Indian people democratically elect, which makes it sacrosanct, someone who's a populist who says, hey, Klaus Schwab, shove it up your fucking ass! Or, like, with an Indian accent. I can't do one. I'll get cancelled for being racist, but shove it up your ass! (laughs) (laughs) I tried. Uh, And and then the U.S. and whoever else is on board with the WEF says, "Oh, India, no, 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 that's precedent for sanctions because you know we care about you. Obviously, we care about your poor people there, so we're going to sanction you to get you on board with climate change rules and regulations, restrictions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you still say, mmm, shove it up your, shove it up your ass again.' Welcome, coming. <laughs> I'm still getting canceled with this. Anyways. So you say it once again, and they go, "Well, we tried sanctions. Now it's time tactical strikes. You think it's far-fetched, right? It does sound far-fetched. I'll grant you that because it's just like it's hard to imagine that the world could go that insane that this that that could possibly happen. But, like the world has gone insane, and that could definitely possibly happen, especially if you allow allow this lunatic uh, scientist cabal that we all just bow to for some reason now, since we've lost religion, so now we just worship these scumbags. Well, if we allow them to continue to rule over us and dictate how we live, is it that far-fetched? No, not at all. Not at all. Especially when you consider that at Davos, right now, this week, starting yesterday, there is the World Economic Forum meeting with all of the biggest businesses on Earth and most of the political class, too. Yeah this is a real concern so the reason that i've started to make anthropogenic because i obviously i believe climate change is real but the climate always changes and uh, is it humanity's fault and more importantly would turning over all of my tax money all of my money in fact and freedom over to this unelected lunatic bureaucracy in davos known as the world economic forum would that save humanity? Would giving the government all of the resources in the world ultimately be able to change the temperature of the planet? I would argue no. It would not. And, moreover, if it were to remedy it, I wouldn't want to live on this planet because I don't want to have a government that's that powerful. In fact, I refuse. Flatly. You're not allowed to dictate if I have a vehicle and if I drive and what I eat, no, you're not. Or whether I travel to another country and what kind of substance I get, uh, gets put in my body. You don't get to decide any of that because I'm not a fucking slave. You scumbags. Yeah, that's the truth. So can't like, is it a problem? We can argue about it. I don't think so. Maybe it is TBD, but I'll tell you what I know is a problem having some of the richest and most powerful people in bed with the government dictating how we all have to live our lives and we don't get a say. Oh, and it also happens to be an invisible enemy, once again, that no matter how much money you throw at the issue, if it continues to be a problem, well, the demands for more money and more power and more resources and more slavery all just continue on and increase year after year, time after time. Have we seen this playbook before? War on Terror? Have we seen this playbook before, War on COVID? Yeah, we've seen it. I'm not going to fall for it again. And I hope, to the bottom of my heart, I hope that the American people and, moreover, the global population are not going to fall for this again. And here is Paul Ehrlich in 1970. He's the guy that did the Population Bomb book. Let's hear what he had to say 50 years ago. Now, uh, given the population explosion, let alone in this country, what can the government? What ought the government to do about
3: this? Well, what it ought to do is this: the first thing you want, you don't want to put. I, I'm against government interference in our lives. You want to minimize that. So the very first thing the government should do is try and take the pressure off to reproduce. There's a lot of pressure in our society now to reproduce. If you're single, people try and push you into getting married. You know, uh, your your wife. See, he starts off with a premise that I don't find
1: totally reprehensible in that. I think that overpopulation could be a problem, and therefore I would like to not coerce but simply recommend to people maybe don't have a huge family. He starts off okay, and then it gets totally crazy very rapidly.
3: If you have a a, a bachelor over and your wife says, gee, shouldn't I have a nice girl over? The idea is, you know, nobody should escape, so there's pressure to get married. Young couples, if they don't have children, people say, gee, they must be sterile. They never say, gee, maybe they like uh, good wine and going to the theater and so on. They prefer that to scraping diapers. So... There's pressure to have children. So the first thing that should happen is that the president ought to say from now here on out, no intelligent, patriotic American family uh, ought to have more than two children, preferably one. If you're starting a family now, not not any law, but just say this is what responsible people do. You ought to make the FCC see to it that large families are always treated in a negative light on television wherever they appear. they are. <laughs>
1: i don't want the government telling you how to live but i do want the federal fucking government to be propagandizing you 24 7 about how having a big family makes you evil i mean can you believe the
3: gall of this guy brought to be a tremendous amount of television time devoted to spot commercials the sort we've had against smoking uh but ones in the middle say in the middle of beverly hillbillies you get a scene which shows los angeles in the smog and it just says this city has a fatal disease it's called overpopulation and so long uh now, that sort of campaign, you could, you could have a census, a sample census, which would see whether that was having a desired effect. If that didn't, you could move to giving women bonuses for not having babies. That almost certainly would do the job. If that didn't have the effect, then you could move to changing the tax structure uh, so that people who had the money and had the children paid for the children. In other words, you would increase taxes on people with children rather than decrease them since they, when they have the children, they require more services. If that doesn't work, Uh, then you'll have the government legislating the size of the family. And people say, oh, that's impossible. Government can never intrude and tell you how many children to have. Well, I got news. You know, it intruded a long time ago and told you how many wives you can have. Uh, And there's not the slightest question that if we don't get the population under control with voluntary means, that in the not-too-distant future, the government will simply tell you how many children you can have and throw you in jail if you have too many.
1: Oh, God. Thank goodness people like him, who have been proven demonstrably wrong after 50 years of fear-mongering with this nonsense— And yet I still sit in Miami today. Ocean has not risen to the extent that I cannot function or live here anymore. Even though that's exactly what Al Gore predicted, mind you. Uh, And certainly Paul predicted. But it's not true. And we have hard evidence that it's not true. But I'm the crazy one for saying, you guys were all wrong. So why should I continue to listen to you? They just get to continue to sit there and go, these idiots won't listen to us. We've been wrong about everything, but they won't listen to us anymore. And they have to listen to us. And we have to have state power to make sure that they do what we say for their own good. I refuse to listen to you liars anymore. And whether you're lying or not, whether you genuinely believe it, sure, you can maintain a delusion for over 50 years. Many people do it. It Doesn't change the fact that that doesn't make you empowered to do whatever you want to me. But fortunately, fortunately, There are no longer people like Paul Ehrlich that are controlling our lives, fortunately. Unfortunately, there is still someone very similar to him doing exactly that.
0: Is the population gonna get so big that feeding everybody and maintaining the environment is going to be impossible? Here we can see a chart that looks at the total world population over the last several hundred years. And at first glance, this is a bit scary. We go from less than a billion in 1800, and then three, four, five, six, and 7.4 billion where we are too. I, I love that it's just,
1: it's such a weird thing because for someone like me, I see a chart of human flourishing and I don't go, this is scary. <laughs> Fuck. It's just it's just a weird, like when you when you take yourself out of your worldview and you put yourself in theirs, it tells you it like it teaches you a lot. And unfortunately, I don't think they're capable of doing that in the inverse. I don't think they're able to put themselves in our our outlook, our worldview, our mindset. Um, but because of this video, you're able to do it very quickly. I see prosperity, investment innovation, just incredible, like, peace. I see that. I mean, I, I could see all sorts of things in that chart that tells me good things, especially from the 1960 period on. It's just like, wow, we really figured some stuff out, I guess. But no,
0: Bill Gates sees it as scary. Today is happening even faster. So Melinda and I wondered whether providing new medicines and keeping children alive, would that create more of a population problem?
1: See, I don't like that assertion at all, that population growth is inherently a problem, because it's not. It's not inherently a problem. I mean, in terms of like land mass, there's more than enough room for tens and tens of billions of people, maybe even a hundred billion people. But in terms of like resources, we can have that debate, whether or not we can actually sustain life. But you know what's really interesting about humanity when it's not dictated to? Is that we allocate resources efficiently, much more efficiently than you do, dictating how we are to live our lives or reproduce or what drugs we have to put in our bodies. Because a billion people, or in this case, 8 billion people, all making these own their own decisions on their own You know, lifestyle, health choices, reproduction, family size, who they marry, where they live, da da da, da, all of it. When we get to make those decisions, things work out pretty damn well. Now, when you make decisions, we get lockdowns and mandates and the complete collapse of civilization.
0: So maybe you should reflect on that. Just saying. What we found out is that as health improves, families choose to have less children. Keep in mind,
1: too, that he, and his wife, according to him, when they were thinking about whether or not to provide additional medicines to the world, they sat down with one another and they said, hey, will this make more people exist? Because that would inherently be bad. You really, are you, you process, are you putting yourself in their mind frame and like understanding how sick this is? I think it's really sick. I honestly do.
0: And. This effect is very, very dramatic. We find that in every country of the world, this is repeated. The population growth goes down as we improve health. So we've taken that chart that shows the global population growth, and we've actually extended it out all the way to 2100. And we can see that instead of continuing, it actually flattens out. Another way to see that is through this rate of population growth. And you can see that in the 60s, that reached a pretty high number, over 2% per year. And it...
1: 2% population growth per year is not a very high number. But somehow they've managed to make the chart. Oh, I see now. Because the uh, the y-axis is 0 to 2%. <laughs> but it's broken down into these like small thresholds that are makes it look you know parabolic in nature very clever bill very clever
0: And it's now come way way down now 11 billion people still a lot but the good news is that the faster we improve health the faster family size goes down (laughs) i don't like that guy
1: i really don't like that guy holy shit he scares me um With his moobs too. Get out of here with your moobs, dude. Yeah, it's uh, it's just so upsetting because, you know, he's the like the assertion, the confidence of the assertion that like, well, we're going to make people more healthy, which makes them have less children voluntarily, maybe, uh, and because of that, that'll flatten out the uh, the growth curve. You don't know that, you don't. I mean, you're only basing it off of. Historical examples of countries that have, uh, you know, decreased child childhood mortality that decide to have more kids. Like, sure, that could happen. But, Mr. Woke, uh, cultures dictate a lot when it comes to family size. It doesn't have as much to do with economic strength or health factors or childhood mortality. Like, culturally, like Hispanic families, they still have pretty big family sizes. They do because it's in their... It's in their culture. And there's nothing wrong with it. In fact, I think it's great. Uh, so I just don't, I just, man, I don't know. I don't know how people like see these people talking in these terms. Like, first off, I can't even put myself in the in the headspace of being like, I want to dictate how the entire world functions. Because I know best. Like, how do you how do you even do that? How do you get to be one of these people that feels that way? And then, and then, not just to think it, but then to put billions of dollars into implementing it, and then to put out press junkets where you explain how you're, you know, this benevolent savior. It's all very malevolent, in my opinion. And I don't appreciate that these people are held up on a pedestal like they're so fucking holy when, like, they're not. They're not. They're deluded. Like it's just so obvious that he's deranged. Like you're gonna sit up there and talk about health with your moves, brother? You wanna do that? Like how about you fix your own fucking life, Chubb? Just fix your own life. Leave us alone. It's so sad that these people who have like amassed such enormous wealth, and instead of just being like, "Hey, life is good," <laughs> I'm gonna get my I'm gonna get myself in shape. I'm going to move on, you know, since my wife left me left me because I was on Epstein Islands 20 times. <laughs> I'm going to move on. I'm going to do something better with my life. Do what Jeff Bezos did. Just create a rocket, fight out of space, get some bimbo that, you know, wants to live it up with you. Buy an NFL team. Do what other billionaires do. Stop trying to reconfigure humanity into your image. It's really dangerous and off-putting and ultimately deranged. Thanks. Stop. We live in strange times and confidence in healthcare is at an all-time low. Doctors are now less trusted than mechanics, and rightfully so. How do you know who is right and who is knucking futs? The best way is to read Pharma Coconuts. It has been a long and ugly show watching the system's demise. Patients now nothing but a pin cushion to monetize and a world where everything can make you sick. Reading pharmacoconuts to protect yourself is the trick. Pharmacoconuts.com is a family operation, two brothers, one a pharmacist and the other an artist strive to bring you informative and entertaining articles about the current sad state of state of health and medicine and how you can survive and thrive despite it. This is their first advertisement and they are proud to be supporting my show and the Liberty Lockdown community. So go check them out at pharmacoconuts.com for lots of great articles and sign up for the substack Pharmacoconuts, the most trusted nuts in news. Link will be down below, but it is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-O-C-O-N-U-T-S.com. Get you out of here on this. This is the great Dr. Peter Hotez, professor and dean on the devastating impact of misinformation and disinformation. This is a tweet from Verified World Health Organization. Here we go.
0: We have to recognize that anti vaccine activism, which I actually call anti science aggression, has now become a major killing force globally. During the COVID pandemic in the United States, 200,000 Americans needlessly lost their lives because they refused a COVID vaccine, even after vaccines became widely available. And now the anti-vaccine activism is expanding across the world, even into low and middle income countries. It's a killing force. Anti-science now kills more people than things like gun violence, global terrorism, nuclear proliferation, or cyber attacks. And now it's become a political movement. In the US, it's linked to far extremism on the far right. Same in Germany. So this is a new face of anti-science aggression. And so we need political solutions to address this.
1: Man, that is so dark. I uh, I mean, the first off, let's just note that he points out far-right extremism. No, no, no. The people that are throwing fucking feces at priceless pieces of art, they're not extremists. They're certainly not far-left, because that's not a thing that exists. You can't be more left than communism, and... Communism is now the middle, so there's no far left. Um, but yeah, it's just it's so disturbing that they continue to to talk like this. You know, to talk as if we're extremists just because we continue to hold on to the the relic known as the Bill of Rights, human rights. Like we're not we're not extremists. We're not. I know you want to think that we are. Because over your 60 godforsaken years on this planet, you have read enough and been indoctrinated enough by enough Marxist professors that you think that we're all evil for wanting to be free. But we're not going to fucking stop wanting that. And we're not going to stop demanding it. And we're not going to give in. And we're not going to acquiesce. Because fuck you is why. Because we're free. And we're going to stay free. You can eat shit. (laughs) Sorry, I, I rarely say that twice in the show, but... I just, these people just keep talking like this, you know, and uh, what am I supposed to do other than to get a little upset? Um, I mean, they're really, they're really, like, I wanted to show you all primary sources in their own words. Like, I'm not making this up. This is their worldview. It's not, it's not overstating it to say these people believe that they know best and that the world is overpopulated and humanity is the driving factor behind that. And that ultimately, you know, population control is something that you should be considering or looking into or finding ways to drive civilization towards that. Like That's what they say over and over and over again. And if it's a dangerous conspiracy theory for me to just go, hey, noticing, well, then fuck you, man. I'm just saying what they're saying. They're saying it. Are they conspiracy theorists? I think they are, but that's besides the point. If they're saying it and you're not banning them from everywhere else, then why can't we talk about it? stupid. And I think it's important that we do talk about it because a lot of people are noticing. I'm not alone. I got 65,000 followers on Twitter now. People are noticing. People notice this stuff. They notice that they're being lied to and manipulated and talked down to and abused and having their liberty stripped and spied on and thrown into meat grinder wars for no reason and jeopardized with the potential of nuclear war for no reason. Or locked in their homes for no reason. Or forced treatment for no reason. The list goes on and on. And be called terrorists for no reason. And be called white supremacists for no reason. How many examples of no reason do I have to point out before we go, hey, maybe you're the ones that are fucked up. Maybe it's not us. Because it's not us. We didn't go crazy. We just continued to be sane while y'all fucking went batshit. patch it. I never even questioned vaccines up until you told me that I had to put one in my body. I never questioned them. Literally. I was like, ah, I think scientists got this one. I am just being straight with you. That's honestly how I felt about it. I was like, this is so far out of my wheelhouse of expertise. I have no choice, but to just trust the authorities that, you know, you're not doing something terrible to civilization with this stuff. And then you were like, Hey, Thanks for being quiet for all those years, Clint. We're gonna mandate it on the world. <laughs> I'm like, wait, okay, now I'm looking into it. Because if you're gonna force something on all of us, I don't have a choice to just sit there and trust your authority anymore, do I? You forced our hands. You, you pulled us off the bench and said, get in the game, Clint. Go get them. And I was like, all right, coach. And then I fucking did my own research and I concluded, you guys are fucking crazy. That's what I concluded. And I'm right. You are. And I'm not going to stop saying it, no matter how many times YouTube says, no, no, no. Don't spread those crazy conspiracies that we talk about constantly. Yeah, I'm not going to stop. Ever. I'm never going to stop. You will have to take me out. And I am not suicidal. <laughs> That's a fun way to end it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you'd like to support my work, um, go to libertylockdown.locals.com. Link will be in the description to do so. Make sure you support our sponsors. Make sure you go to topoffice.com, pick up a Liberty Lockdown shirt, and do not miss it because next week, next week, Jesse Kelly, Dave Smith, boom, back to back. Going to be fire. Going to be absolutely fire. And... uh one other thing that's that's getting worked on, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I just want to put it out there in case it do. My goodness. Dave Smith versus Destiny. Live debate, Tennessee. Clint Russell versus Bosch. Live debate, Tennessee. I, I swear to God, that's what they're working on right now. That's what the Mises Caucus uh, crew is working on. I don't know if it's going to happen. They're talking to Bosch right now to see if he wants it. Man, that would be fun. <laughs> Man, that would be fun. Live in tennessee at some college it would be like thousands of people probably it'd be so fire i would be so pumped up i've been watching vosh's debates for like the past two days trying to get a handle on because i wasn't really familiar and uh he's got a great delivery i'll give him that he's got a bunch of things dead wrong and i will give him that (laughs) when i get the opportunity to uh so yeah thank you guys as always seriously um the growth of the show is is unbelievable. The fact that you know Tim Poole and his people, Cassandra, thank you so much for reaching out. Uh, thank you to Tower Gang for like giving us another angle by which they might be interested in having us on. And uh, it's all about the message. And the message continues to be human liberty. Let's keep fighting for it, huh? Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe before you get out of here. Love you guys. See you soon. We're out. Welcome
0: to Liberty Lockdown, please on your barcode, your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold, where did it come from and where did it go?